it's the Fireside Pub Halloween Spooktacular with Jacob Graveyard and Brad Knight, but with an N instead of a K, because Knight is scary. <laughs> I suppose I could have went with Brad Nightmare, but I just thought of that right this second. <laughs> yeah, ladies and gentlemen, the Fireside Pope. Ghosts and ghouls abound, Brad. Tis the spooky season. Exactly. You know how scary it is? It's fucking snowing outside. It's, yes, it is. We're in the midst of a Halloween snow. A very rare event, I feel like. Yeah, it doesn't happen very often. No. And also, it's the worst kind of snow because it's not freezing outside. It's like 34 degrees. Right. So it's all slush and it sucks. Well, yeah, all this is really probably going to do, and I mean, it's not cold out enough for this to probably happen, but who knows later on. It's just going to cause ice. Yes. Pretty much. Which is going to make my trip to work tomorrow wonderful. Oh, it's going to be great when I have to, you know, walk to and from work tonight. Yes. I'll probably fall and break my legs. You know me, I can't have a simple fall, Brad. Anytime I fall, it's like I'm out of commission for eight months. You've had um, several issues with ice and your legs, so. Yes. Well, one time was me getting into a car and then just losing my balance because I was drunk and, <laughs> and just falling on my ankle the complete wrong way. But, you know, like most people, if that happened to them, they'd be like a sprain. They'd be like, you know, maybe in bed for like a week at the worst. Me, I'm out of work for like four months. <laughs> like it makes no fucking sense to me. Then, uh, you know, I fell in the parking lot at my work one time with you. Yep. And just straight up shattered my kneecap. Absolutely. Yep. Into three pieces. So. Because I remember I was walking in front of you. I hear you fall. I turn around. I'm like, well, that didn't look like too bad a fall. Oh, he's not getting up. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, yeah. And then, you know, you could tell because whenever I bent my knee, there was something sticking up. Uh, yep. So you could just tell something was going on. And then I eventually did get myself up, but then when I tried to walk on it, which, I mean, obviously now in retrospect, because my knee was shattered, it makes sense I couldn't really walk on it. Because mm -hmm. at first, like, when I stood up, I thought it was just one of those things, like, you know, like, when you fall, and you think to yourself, like, oh, I'm just, like, in a lot of pain because I just fell. Yeah. And also, I'm slightly embarrassed, so the pain seems to linger a little bit longer because mm -hmm. I just fell. But no, it was just my knee <laughs> being broken. Really considerate of it, if you know, if you're really thinking about it. Yeah, it was a simple fall in me. Why had you go and break? What are you doing? Oh yeah, it was like such a simple fall. Honestly, it probably wouldn't have been as bad had I not been ex not expecting it, and then just put all my weight right down on my knee, pretty much, yeah. which is the way I fell. So yeah. Jacob, the day's finally come. Oh God. We have teased and hinted and talked about it for for many a week now. So you're trying to make a. <laughs> uh, uh, Should we not a make mountain out of a molehill here? No, no, but I understand. Because all I, all I texted you last night was, I want to talk about Mandalorian, which really was just to say, good first app. I mean... <laughs> In reality, and maybe discuss some aspects of the episode, but now you're like, well, today's the day. I'm We're getting pulling, into Star Wars. I'm pulling from past experience when Mandalorian Season 1 came out, and you and I were still doing our breakfast thing that we used to do. Right. Where every once a week we'd go out and get breakfast and talk about nerdy shit. Which for about like a good like month and a half turned into just Friday morning Mando talk. Basically, when yes. we got breakfast. So if I know anything about how our Mandalorian discussions go, they can they can be far and you know varied mm. in topic. Right. 
Did you do any catch up on season one before you watched? I the first watched episode? the recap that is in the beginning yeah. of the first episode. I I remembered pretty much everything that happened from the last season. The only thing I think I didn't remember was the stuff that now seems probably like it was not needed to be remembered, like the little sort of one-off episodes, like when he went to that like village on that planet. Oh yeah, and they the... fought the uh, Imperial Walker there. And then that was uh, a really cool episode. It was a good episode. All the episodes in season one were good, including like the other one that is probably one I didn't need to remember, which is the Bill Burr one where he's on a spaceship <laughs> and they're like trying to get somebody out of jail or something. Yeah, that that one wasn't. I like that one. The only one I was iffy on was the one. Funny enough, the one where he was on Tatooine last time. Yeah, because um, that one like didn't didn't really matter very much. I mean, it established the all location. three of those episodes we talked about didn't matter very much. Yeah, but I don't know. It, it was a solid first season, but I like I agree with you. First first episode, pretty damn good. Yeah, um, I guess we should talk about the elephant in the room. Okay. Well, I've I mean, if it's not obvious enough, spoilers for episode one of Mandalorian. Spoiler alert! I guess skip ahead a couple minutes depending <laughs> on how long we talk about I this. I mean, hey, there's no there's no guarantees. If you haven't I, seen episode one of Mandalorian. I can try to put time... Yeah. T- if you haven't seen episode one of this show that came out today... <laughs> what are you doing? Really? Come right. on. I will try to put a timestamp in the description of the episode that will tell you when spoiler talk ends for Mandalorian season two, episode one. Uh, but get the fuck out of here now. Um, we don't like your kind here. Jeez. <laughs> You need to go there. <laughs> I just felt appropriate. He doesn't like you. <laughs> I don't like you either. Um, Boba Fett's still fucking alive. Um, what does that mean for the future of Mandalorian and the Star Wars universe? Did you get that impression? How, how do you know he's still alive? We have his armor. That's the guy at the end. Is that who that is? That's Boba Fett. That was Tamora Morrison, who was... The clones and of, yeah. and Django Fett, so that would mean that that's Boba. I Fett. did not put that together because that last shot of the episode is what I don't know is Boba Fett turning around and walking away. Yeah, you thought it was just some guy. I'm like, am I? I feel like I'm supposed to know who that is, but I don't. Yeah, but I'm like, Boba Fett. I don't think I've ever seen Boba Fett without the. You have as a boy. <laughs> I guess that's true, and he's holding his father's head. Yeah, but or yeah, his, that, that his was clones t- head. Yeah, that was no, that no, that was Django Fett is the original. Right, and Boba's cloned off him. And Boba is cloned and off so him. And so are all the other clones. And doesn't get the uh, the fast aging, like, all the rest of the clones. Um, Why is he the only one that doesn't fast age? Because he specifically, uh, Jango Fett specifically asked for that, because he wanted a son, I guess. Oh. <laughs> this guy, what, does he never watch fucking Attack of the Clones? <laughs> I, I try to forget Attack of the Clones, but I remember things. Well, hold on a second. If you have the option of making clones that don't fast age, what is the benefit of having them fast age? Now you just have to make more clones. Well, no. So the thing is, I think they fast age up to a point. So like, they get up to probably where like Jango Fett is in actual age. Mm-hmm. So that way they're old enough to go into war. Right. You know? Because you can't just have a bunch of child soldiers going around. Okay, I guess that's This fair. isn't Metal Gear Solid Five, Brad. <laughs> Um, so yeah, Boba Fett's still alive. How the fuck did he get out of the Sarlacc pit? Was it the Alaskan bullworm? <laughs> How did he get out of the Sarlacc pit and not keep his armor? Well, yeah, that's the interesting thing, too, is what's going on with the armor? How did the Jawas get it? Because I'm willing, like, that means, to me, somebody pulled him out. Like, he didn't get out. Because mm. if he gets out of the Sarlacc pit, there's no reason for him not to have his armor. Or it could be a thing of, like, he 
you know, maybe jetpacked out of the Sarlacc pit, like got out somehow, and then uh, was like knocked out, and the job was just stripped him of his armor and then took it. Because you know them, they're little fiends. They'll Absolutely. take whatever the fuck they find. My favorite little race in Star Wars, the little gremlins. Yeah. Also, I love that we're still keeping around the racial slur of sand people. Absolutely, guys. Even though they're Tusken Raiders. What, what do you think, I though? mean, even then, Tusken Raiders, like, you, that, you don't call them a raider. You call them a raider because that's what they do, but they're just Tuscans, man. Sure, yeah. If you really want to get down to It's like to calling it. them the Norse savages. Like, no. <laughs> Come on, man. Yeah. So what, what do you think? What do you think about Boba Fett being around? Um, do you think that's going to come back at all? Absolutely, it's gonna come back. Are we gonna take a fucking another trip back to Tatooine at some point in um, the series? No, I think I think Boba's gonna hunt him down. Ooh, because I I think well, he I, has the armor now too. Yeah, he, so. he has the armor now, and I don't see. This is where my Star Wars knowledge kind of fails me a little bit. I don't know as much about Boba Fett as I feel like I should. He wasn't actually a Mandalorian, right? He was a clone, obviously, but he didn't follow the Mandalorian codes. No, I think he might have been. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I don't know much about Boba Fett either. Mm-hmm. I, like, I, like most people, just thought he was cool when I was a kid because he was silent and cool looking. Yeah, and he had badass armor. Right, and he did the little bleep bloop on his wrist mm-hmm. there. And Sure, he was better looking than Bosk. So, yeah, <laughs> he was cooler. But, and if I'm honest with you, just going by the knowledge I have from the movies, he's the biggest idiot in the Star Wars universe because he does nothing but fail. He's, he's one of them. Um, but... I want to say that he is an actual Mandalorian because I want to say that Jango Fett was an actual Mandalorian. Right. So I think that he probably did the thing of, like, you know, following the code to honor his father sort of thing mm-hmm. and try to get revenge for the death of him. I mean, because in that case, I'm curious to see if if he hunts down the Mandalorian. Mando. That's Mando. What we'll call him. Um, if he hunts down Mando... I want to see how, because it's, I don't know how long he, it's been since he fell into that Sarlacc pit. It's been like 40, no, it's, this is between episodes. This is between six, six and, and five, seven. Six and seven? Yeah. yeah, six and seven. Yeah, it's between six and five. It's a, it's, it goes, <laughs> he finds a time warp. <laughs> um, yeah, it's between six and seven. Which, which is a long span of years. So he's been in that pit for like, I don't know, what, 10 years? Probably. Years? Well... If if you believe that he really was in the pit this whole time, then yes. But it's very possible that he wasn't in the pit the whole time. He probably maybe busted out pretty quickly after, you know, Luke and friends got out of Dodge. I mean, I just find it hard to believe that he busts out of a Sarlacc pit, right? Say Jaw was stripping of his armor. Well, then he really has no way of traveling around. His ship is probably gone. Sure, but he's clearly ma- he's clearly doing fine. He's got his weird robe. He's got his rifles. He's doing like he's traveling. Why wouldn't you hunt down the Jawas that you know stole your armor? Maybe he Tuscans don't give a shit. That's the thing is that there's so many Jawas out there that maybe he has, and the armor was already gone. Like it was already on. That's true. I guess we don't know how long. Most Kespo or whatever the hell it was called. Yeah. Um. We don't know how long that sheriff dude had. Timothy Oliphant. Yeah, I have no idea who that is. He's an actor. Uh, I assumed he was in he was Mandalorian in, season two. He was in Justified. Did you ever see Justified? I did not. I'm not surprised. <laughs> uh, good show, though. He was also on Deadwood. I heard of that, um, but I have not seen it. He's in a lot of Western type shows. Justified was a modern day Western sort of thing. Mm-hmm. It's pretty good dope, actually. I think you'd like Justified. Really? Yeah. Hmm. I'll add it to the list. Um, 
and then yeah, Deadwood was an actual western, and now he's in a space western. So he looked, this episode was very western. It was one of the most western, like so far. Having having the whole like you know he's about to do the fucking gunslinger thing, you yeah, know, the duel, and then the big sandworm comes. Big year for sand, or it would have been a big year for sandworms had Dune not gotten delayed. Yeah. Sandworms had their year, but it's going to have to be 2021. Sorry, sandworms. Well, yeah, the, the big sandworm. The, um, I don't know. And the, he looked goofy in that armor, by the way. Oh, like, yeah. Like, you can tell it wasn't made for him because his torso was way too long. Like, yeah. the shoulder pads looked weird. Yeah, and he had, like, the, the red just t-shirt yeah. underneath. Like, it just, yeah, it, it looked odd. Dude's wearing a Henley underneath his best car armor. <laughs> That's funny. That's good. Yeah, but he's wearing he's wearing like fucking Tim's yeah. <laughs> instead. And Haynes U fit jeans. I don't know. I'm excited to see what they do with Boba now. I hope he stays to the Mandalorian. And if we get any other Star Wars properties, I don't need Boba Fett floating around. Well there was supposed to be a Boba Fett spin-off movie. Yeah. We were supposed to have a Boba spin-off movie. There was the game with um Oh yeah, thirteen thirteen was gonna be a Boba Fett game. Yep. Um, which would have been dope as hell. Absolutely. Still would be. Yeah. Uncase that project, e- please. If you're listening, EA, please bring back 1313. Uh, which they weren't even doing that. That was like a... Yeah, that was a, a hired out studio. No, that was that was LucasArts before they shut down LucasArts. Was that... The, yeah, that, right, because that was like their last hurrah. Yeah, that was going to be their last big like Star Wars game, probably. Unless that one did well, and then you'd assume. Yeah. Because I feel like they didn't really have... There was like the the Force Unleashed games, and there was really like nothing Star Wars related for a while. Outside of like the MMO, yeah. Yeah, outside of like the Old Republic, there was like nothing. If and they do make that thirteen thirteen game, I want it to be made by Donnie Dog. Ooh yeah. Once again, though, this goes back to my dream of EA losing the license. It's true. But then I wonder if they would drop into a PlayStation exclusive because Naughty Dog is not going to make an Xbox game. No, they're not. Um, unless it, unless they try to pull the shit that the MLB did, you know, like this game needs to come out on everything. I mean, maybe Star Wars is a big enough name that I feel like they could they could do it, they and especially with Mandalorian going on, the hype for you know, Mandalorians in general. Yeah, it's just it's gonna be up there. So if they're like, hey, we're making a Boba Fett game, everyone's like, sweet. Unless he sucks in the show, in which case the a Boba Fett idea is gonna be really bad for a video game, because <laughs> everyone's gonna be like, oh, this Boba Fett guy sucks. Yeah. Well, I mean, everyone should honestly have that opinion because he does. He sucks as a character. I mean, I like once again, haven't really read any books on him. Haven't really read his comic books. He didn't have a video game. So there was not really any expanded lore that I came across in my time of being very into Star Wars. Mm-hmm. So who knows? Maybe Boba Fett's like one of the best written characters in the history of fiction, but... Just from what the from, from his from, fifteen from minutes the, of screen time from the evidence presented to me, he's a punk ass kid, <laughs> and then he becomes a punk ass adult who gets fucking thrown into a pit. Yeah, how did he end up in the pit anyway? I don't remember how that happened. I think Luke deflects his shot back at his jetpack, and then he like wigs out. That jetpack has taken a lot of that. beatings over the last like fifteen years. It was really funny that you could just gun butt it, and it's all <laughs> fucked up. So who do you think he's going to give that to? You think he's going to give it to somebody? Like he's going to get well, it fixed? A, he seems to be on the lookout for Mandalorians because he needs a chart back to... He doesn't the, even know where he's going. The Yoda species homeworld. He's so. just hoping that he finds eventually a Mandalorian that knows where the hell this thing comes from. Well, that's the thing that sucks is his whole crew got fucked up last season. Which I had, actually, I had forgotten about that. 
I did as well. I'll tell you that. I forgot that all the Mandalorians got killed. Except for... Um, Except for the one who was like the forger who gave him the jetpack at the end. Yeah. I did remember the her giving him the jetpack, but I didn't remember everyone else dying. But... Yeah, he, so he's looking for Mandalorians, so you'd assume that he would give it to them. Do we know where Yoda species come from? Like, in no. expanded lore, or you, or like, any of that stuff? Nope. We know nothing about Yoda species. Because, like... I, is, I assume it's Dagobah, only because that's where Yoda went. Well, that's just because that's just, it was an isolated, shitty world that nobody would think to look for Master Yoda on. Well, sure, but he, he looks like he was at home there. I mean, yeah. He, he seems like the type of guy who can make the best out of a bad situation. Sure, Yoda was a very chipper. I, that's not true at all. Yoda was actually kind of a dick. He was only chipper when he became, like, old-ass, drunken Master Yoda. Yeah, he was, you know, losing his mind because he was yeah. 9,000 years old. Exactly. Um, but yeah, George Lucas has never really gone into that species or given it a name even. Yeah. Because well, um, we don't, we, we've never seen another one. No, we saw Yaddle in the, uh, Phantom Menace, who's just girl Yoda. I forgot all about that. She's on the Jedi Council as well. I forgot literally all about that. But after that, yeah, it's only Yoda that we know about. And you'd assume that Yaddle is dead because of Order 66. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's not one of the ones we saw confirmed die, so... Yeah. They pulled that before, where they've they've pulled a Jedi out of... Well, then maybe all the fan theories are true, and Yoda claps some cheeks, and that's where we got this baby from. That is entirely possible. Right before he left for the Dagobah system. Well, he, was, he's like, hmm, uh, get one last nut in, I must. <laughs> <laughs> well, there was that dude, um... Uh, my Star Wars knowledge is failing me. There was a dude on the Jedi Council who um, nor- who got exempt from all the uh, no relationship and marriage and contact rules because his species didn't produce any like almost any males. So if he didn't have kids, his species w- was going to die. Mm. So the Jedi were like, yeah, go for it. I assume Yoda got that same exemption. Is that the guy with the big penis head? Maybe. You know, like the guy I'm talking about? Yeah, I know like, the guy you're talking about. looks like a big dick, but it has hair on top of it. I don't know. Or it might have been like the blue one. I honestly don't remember. Um, but I assume if that, if that was something they gave to anybody, it would have been Yoda. Because, like, hey, are, is there any? Like, you two, are you the only ones? <laughs> it's, it's kind of perfect. We have a man and a woman here. What's going on there? Um, the kid didn't do anything, though, this episode. Did nothing but be a little adorable fucker. Yeah, pretty much. Honestly, I kind of hate that they're doing it. They're doing exactly what I feared, which is everyone loved Baby Yoda, that he became a meme, so that, like... Let's give him all the cute stuff to do. <laughs> well, I mean, he just kind of, he screwed around for the first half of... And now he makes even more cute little noises. It's true. It's annoying. He does a lot of, he does a lot more, like, environmental stuff when Mando's out doing his thing. Like, mm. before, in the first season, he kind of didn't do much when Mando wasn't around. He mm. sat in his little crib, or he, he held a cup of soup, or whatever. No. But now he's, like, hiding in buckets, and he's chewing on nonsense, and he's... Well, yeah, he's, he's, now, the, he's now become the comic relief character. I'm okay with that. He's the baby group of this fucking show now. That's okay. I mean, I'd rather him do something than just sit in that stupid cradle. Sure. Honestly, I don't know why he didn't use the force against the big space worm. Because that was apparently super tiring just to lift that tiny, or not comparatively tiny, yak thing that they fought in the with the giant horn, the thing that he got the, the emblem of. Right. Um... You know what kind of pissed me off too is I said I said this when I was watching it and they had all the banthas with the explosives on it mm-hmm. and they bring it in there and they start taking the explosives off and I go 
Well, your plan earlier was to have him eat a bantha. Why don't you just have him eat the fucking banthas with the explosives on it and blow them up? Yeah. Instead of doing this whole fucking bury it under the sand, get its belly thing. And then they just fucking do that at yeah, the end. Yeah, they do it anyway. I'm like, you can't have your cake and eat it too, Mandalorian. I'm sorry. I mean, I would have liked it just a throwaway line of it's smart enough to know not to eat a bantha with explosives on it. I would have questioned how the hell it knew that. But at least give me something. Which, I mean, I guess, yeah. Because even if you did want to just do that, I, I would accept it. Because he seems to just eat the bantha by accident. Yeah. With the explosives on it. And then Mando shocks his way out. But... Yeah, just fucking have him eat the bantha. It's the easiest... You, nothing can survive being exploded from the inside. I'm sorry. Yeah, I mean, then it's not dramatic, though. You don't get that whole little scene where he's spitting goo and melting fools. I did like the part when they jetpack up to the rock, and then it kind of comes in and eats the mountain there. No, that was really cool. And also, it looked I like Monster Hunter. <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I have no idea why they did that, though. They went up there, shot it in the eyeball a couple of times. It no, did they abs- never shot it in the eyeball. They just kept shooting its skin. Yeah, well, they... It looked like he was trying to aim for the eyeball, but he kept getting, like, a, the thick rim. Yeah. And then they flew down. I'm like, so you just wanted to go up there and waste jetpack fuel to, right. to what? Just to annoy it more than it's already annoyed? See, I thought they were going to go for the eye. I thought it was going to be a thing where they hit it in the eye, and they go, oh, we need to hit its fleshy bits. Yeah. <laughs> or something, you know what I mean? And just blind it. What the hell was it that the Tuscans pulled out of it? Was that, like, an egg or a pearl? I think it was a pearl. It's a dragon, so. Yeah. Those dragons now. Yeah, well, they called it the, what do they call it, the gray dragon? The, Something like that. The sand dragon? I don't know what they called it. At first I thought he said crate dragon. It, yeah, I think that's it, crate dragon. But I was like, crate's a different planet, sir. <laughs> crate's got salt on it. Not all this sand and shit. Yeah. Honestly, I hope that we never go back to Tatooine ever again. Tatooine is a garbage world, and I'm sick of every piece of Star Wars media taking me back to Tatooine. Yep. We will go back to Tatooine at... At least once more in this season, I'm willing to bet. I don't think this season. I think I think Tatooine's a once a season thing. You got to go back to all the famous planets. It's true. My big prediction for this season of a planet we'll go to. I think we might go to Coruscant, baby. Oh, that'd be cool. I don't know why. I don't know what's giving me that implication. I don't know. We could go to like Kashyyyk or something. Are there any Wookiees left, or do they all get smoked? I think all the Wookiees. No, the Kashyyyk is still around. I only know that. Well. Depends on your canon, if you want to believe the Star Wars holiday special is canon or not. Because uh, Chewbacca goes back home for Life Day mm-hmm. on Kashyyyk, I believe. And they mention Life Day in Mandalorian Season 1, so... Do they? Yes, they do. When do they do that? Blue guy in the first episode, he says, like, Oh, yeah, I was hoping to get back home for Life Day before he gets frozen in carbonite. Oh, shit, you're right, yeah. Yeah. So maybe the Star Wars Holiday Special is canon now. I'm okay with that. B. Arthur was singing, <laughs> folks. And that's really all I want to talk about with Star Wars, unless you have something else you want to bring in. I mean, I'm just really happy that we got to see sand people, Tusken Raiders, Tuscans, in a non-barbaric like light. Right. Because every piece of Star Wars media, with the exception of the comics, I haven't read those, has portrayed them as like, savages of the sand right but like every interaction we have with them for this episode is like it's tense but it's still peaceful right right like and the fact that mando can speak their language and he like he knows their little hand gestures and their signs Mm. pets their little dog he pets the dogs like i like that he's quickly becoming like this wizened traveler 
Because, like, in season one, he was kind of a bumbling idiot a lot of the time. Yeah, he kind of just bumbled his way into yeah. winning a lot of times. Like, there were, like, and there's been no time passed since season one, so I don't know what's changed. There's, seems like there's been some time passed. Like, I, I feel like he just went from wherever he, from wherever the, the hive was. I don't remember what planet that was on. Where I think that's a new planet. Um, Newer planet, at least. He, he left the planet where, where his hive got smoked. He went out and saw One-Eyed Cyclops Man on whatever planet that was. Um, and also, he's a little more ruthless than he was in season one. Mm. Well, I think he's... I think Mando's the type of dude who... He holds a grudge. No, I think he's the type of dude who's like, you know, you fuck with me, I'm gonna fuck right back. So, like, that dude clearly just was, like, out of his depth. He, d- he didn't know who he was fucking with. That's definitely true. But also, like, granted, he didn't do anything directly to get, like, to warrant getting eaten alive by whatever those dog things were. I mean, he planned a coup. Sure, he planned a coup, but, I mean, I feel like he did that entirely because he said, yeah, I've been murdering Mandalorians. And Mando, at this point, is just like, alright, I've decided I'm gonna kill you. I will word my promise in a way that allows me to still do that. Yeah. Which I knew exactly that was gonna happen when yeah. he said, I will not kill you by my hand. Yeah, you will not die by my hand. Yeah. I was like, alright, well... I knew that that was, uh... I knew that that was coming, that he was going to get eaten by something or he was just going to leave him up there. And Is, uh, is what's-her-name coming back, do you think? Uh, Gina Carano? Yeah, probably. I hope so. I liked her. I bet you Carl Weathers will come back, too. Who's the, 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 the guy the who gave guild. him bounties. Yeah. yeah. He'll come back. Where the hell is Gus Fring from Breaking Bad with the Darksaber? Dude, how, how much do you know about the Darksaber? I a know, lot. like, of its existence. I know a lot about the I know it was wielded by the Mandalore. There was a, there was a Mandalorian who had the Darksaber for a while. There were Siths who had the Darksaber. Um, I think the last time we had seen it was with a Mandalorian mm-hmm. in Rebels, I want to say, the cartoon. Trailer. Right, because I, I knew it had shown up in there. Um, and it showed up in uh, Clone Wars, too. I know I'm 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 excited about it. It looks weird in live action. I gotta be honest with you. Yeah, the whole like the fact that it's a sword, like physically a sword, mm. and not the cylinder that most shaped like a sword sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, it does look a little weird, but I'm I'm okay with it. it I'm lo- just I don't know what they're gonna do with it because they're not gonna give it to Mando. I don't think. No, probably not. But it's just something to tell you that you know Gus Fring means business. I guess, yeah. I just, I feel like if they don't give it to Mando, where does it go? And if they give it to Mando, I mean, I guess they could give it to Mando. Do we think Mando ever gets a lightsaber on the show? No. He gets the darksaber, if anything. Mm, possibly. But There's also rumors Ahsoka is in this season of Mandalorian. I heard that, yeah. Um, which I guess would kind of make sense, right? If he gets the darksaber, he has to find somebody who can show him how to use the damn thing. So he goes out and finds. He tries to find. So he tries to find one of the. What did, what did uh, the Forge Master call it? One of the old wizards. Yeah, but the then Jedi. she says Jedi. Yeah. It's like what? What is the common knowledge of the Force and Jedi? So it seems like after the Empire took over, like nobody knows about Jedi's, or at least the generations afterwards. Because like Luke Skywalker had never heard of them. Han Solo had heard of them, but didn't believe it. Um, yeah, because he called it a hokey religion. Yeah. So I wonder if they think that it's just like a, essentially what we think of as Scientology in our world, which is a hokey religion. I wonder if that's what they think that, of Jedi's. Well, maybe, but then he pulls into 
Tatooine the second time, and the woman says, oh, thank the Force. I think people know about the Force. I mean, the Force is, the force is not technically just picking up shit with your brain and it's throwing true. It's true. It. It's, the, it's the life energy and all yeah. that. But like, so I think that the Force... Luke didn't even know what that was. I think this all comes down to George Lucas writing a movie that he thought was just going to be a one movie. movie. <laughs> And and not thinking of it as a huge franchise that's and true. being blown out. So I think that that's probably where a lot of that stuff comes from. I'm just confused as to what the common consensus... It could have also been that uh, uh, Lars and, and Baru just weren't very religious people. So they I, didn't I, teach him about the Force, you know? I mean, maybe it was just you know, family history, maybe keep it away from him, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's like how I assume there's probably kids who don't know about, like, Jesus or in the world because their parents just aren't religious. Or they live in a part of the world where Christianity just isn't a thing. Yeah, or whatever your, uh, insert your deity here sort of thing, you know what I right, mean? Right, right, I just picked Jesus because that's the most common one to us. Sure. I don't know, that, I, I would like at some point to get a common, like, understand, or a firm understanding of what everyone's knowledge is. I'm sure that of you the events. Can. I'm not. It's not going to happen. I'm sure you can go online and read about this. Go to <laughs> Wikipedia, maybe, and read about this and figure it out. My days of doing that are behind me, Brad. <laughs> like I'm. You've gone from very into Star Wars to just really liking Star Wars. Disney has beat me down more than George Lucas ever did, mm-hmm. and and that's not easy for. God damn it, Brad! You got me into it. <laughs> Motherfucker, <laughs> he somehow got me into it. Disney has taken a franchise that I held near and dear to my heart. It's true. One of your, I would argue, your favorite franchise. And beat it into the ground. Just fucking movie after movie. Just fucked with, like, honestly, so here we go. Started off good. Yep. Force Awakens, while it's just a retread of the original, it was a good sort of reset point sure. that we kind of needed after the prequels. Yeah, here's a new hope. We're, let's see where we go. Because overall, the prequels are a mess. Sure. Are they as bad as everyone says? Attack of the Clones is. Yeah. But are they as bad as everyone says? Probably not. I actually genuinely really like Revenge of the Sith. Yeah, three is pretty good. Yes. But we kind of needed that reset. So Force Awakens, fine. It's a fine movie. I was a little wrapped up in the nostalgia hype machine. Mm-hmm. So when I first saw it, I was like, this is the greatest fucking movie I've ever seen in my fucking life. But now, looking back at it on retrospect, it's just, it's a fine movie. It's fine. Rogue One is the second best Star Wars movie ever made. Like, they were, they were on a hot streak a little bit. True. When it first started, right? Rogue One's second best Star Wars movie ever made, which is crazy, because we know how it's going to end. Yeah. But it's so good that we're like, hell yeah, you, you made a Star Wars war movie where there's no lightsabers until the very end of it? Hell yeah. And you made Vader scary again. It's the, I would argue the best use of Vader and a lightsaber in Star Wars is yeah. that corridor scene. That corridor scene is perfect. Which, I mean, doesn't really jive with the fact that it goes right into episode four. And when you get to episode four, he's like using it like it's an actual like broadsword. Yeah. But whatever. We're not here to argue that, because once again, it comes back to George Lucas didn't know this was going to be a franchise and didn't know how lightsabers worked yet. Um, and then we... The less said about less Jedi, the better. I can't even do it again. Like, I can't even get into this argument. Solo was also fine. I liked Solo. 
didn't like Last Jedi. I probably should have made that more clear. The Last Jedi is a bad movie, but <laughs> we're not getting into it today. And then The Rise of Skywalker is just it, it pleases nobody. It's, it's a movie true. That, it's a movie that doesn't please the people who didn't like The Last Jedi. It's not a movie it's a movie that doesn't please the people that love The Last Jedi. True. It is a movie truly for nobody. <laughs> I don't know how they did it, but you're absolutely right. They made a movie nobody was really happy with. Which, right. I mean, is obviously an exaggeration. Somebody walked out of The Last Jedi yeah. and was like, absolutely, loved it. Best Star Wars movie ever. Well, The Last Jedi, yes. You or, mean Rise uh, of Skywalker. Uh, Rise of Skywalker, yeah. Yes. I'm sure that there are plenty of people who were just like, love anything with the Star Wars IP attached to it. They don't give a shit. As long as there are blasters and lightsabers, they love it. Yeah. But for the people who are just looking to see a good movie at this like even just outside of Star Wars fans people want to see a good movie it, it doesn't work on any level correct <laughs> and that's the problem it's not a satisfying end to nine movies it's not a satisfying end to the three movies it's not a satisfying is, end to the one movie <laughs> it's not a satisfying end to its own self-contained movie it's just bad and it runs at such a speed that I felt like I was getting motion sick <laughs> at how fast it was moving and the, and the thing is, too, is I do this every time with a Star Wars movie, is I go, I'm not going to get excited for this one. Yep. Because it's going to be, like, not great. After The Last Jedi, where I got really excited for it, and then it b hurt me, I was like, I'm never getting excited for a Star Wars movie again. There's no reason to anymore. It's true. And then I didn't get excited for Solo because it was Solo. But then I watched it, and I was like, you know what? That was pretty good. It was okay. And then I didn't get excited for Last... I wasn't excited for Rise of Skywalker at first. And then that second trailer came out where they use like the remix of like Leia's theme and then oh. it goes into the Star Wars. And I was like, I'm such a slut for a John Williams score. <laughs> and so then like it got me excited. I bought my tickets that night. Like I was ready for it. And I went and I was horribly, horribly disappointed. And honestly, at that point, my love for Star Wars was through the fucking floorboards. That's what's amazing to me is that like in every you've been burned six times now by Star Wars movies. Yes, three prequels. There's more bad than good Star Wars stuff. In the Absol world. Absolutely, there is, um, and that goes for everything. Those are comic books, movies, games. Like, yes. there's more bad Star Wars media than good. Yes. Um, but what amazes me is that every time we have a bad Star Wars experience, you are the only person I've ever met who doesn't start out with it being bad. Like, you always walk out with your first experience, and you make justifications. It's like, well, it wasn't that bad. Like, it was, it was okay. It had this. It had that. Like, you always make excuses for it. You know but what's so funny? something about Rise of Skywalker broke you. <laughs> it did. And you know what's weird, though, is that when I walked out of it, I still went, well, that wasn't as bad as I had expected it to be. <laughs> like, like, my very, like, top-level, like, reactions seconds after I finished it was I was like, it was bad. But it wasn't that bad. And then just talking about it with people over the next, like, 10 hours completely broke me of that movie. I went, no, this is horrible. This is garbage. And then I went and saw it again. I paid a second movie ticket to go see The, <laughs> the Rise of Skywalker. And I walked out of it that second time going, no, yeah, that's fucking horrible. <laughs> that is one of the worst Star Wars movies ever made. And I never thought it could happen, Brad. I never thought that somebody could make a movie on the level of Attack of the Clones. And it's just nonsense. It's, it's kind of a whole lot of nonsense. Yes. And somehow, J.J. Abrams did it. The man who hit the reset switch fucking switched, broke it. He broke it right off. It just, it makes me wonder what a trilogy this would have been if he'd given all three. Because it feels to me like he tried to, like, take where he was going, 
and throw it all into Rise of Skywalker because he didn't get his second movie. Right, yeah. In a weird way, Rise of Skywalker is... Uh, a second and a third. Two, a second and third J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie all in one. Yeah. And that's why it doesn't work. And then also, too, it's like... I, I'm going to be honest with you here. Okay. I don't blame J.J. Abrams I don't for either. Rise of Skywalker. I blame Ryan Johnson for The Rise of Skywalker. And hear me out on this, because you know, Ryan Johnson gets a lot of hate on the internet. True. And More the thing is, should. his non-Star Wars movies are good. Knives Out was a great movie. Mm-hmm. But he really left J.J. Abrams with nothing. Absolutely. He screwed J.J. over, like, royally. And I can't even believe that Disney would allow that movie to come out in, in the state it was in. Not to say that the movie, te- on a technical level... It's great. It's probably one of the best-looking Star Wars movies. Some of the best choreography we've ever seen. Some of the best choreography. Some of the best cinematography. Like, it looks and sounds fucking fantastic. Yep. The story is so... What the fuck are you even (laughs) doing? You're the second movie. Like, that's a a third movie movie. Yeah. That's not a second movie movie. It's a second... It's a third movie for a different trilogy. It's a third... Like, if you wanted to do a spin-off movie... I want to see... See, that's the thing, is I want Ryan Johnson to work on a Star Wars movie that is self-contained. And he was supposed to get that, but I think the backlash to Last Jedi just squashed all that. Same thing that happened with uh, there was the Boba Fett movie was supposed to be do, done by Tr- Josh Trank, and then Fantastic Four came out, and they were like, nope. nope, sorry. And then, you know, the Game of Thrones guy was supposed to do a trilogy, and then Game of Thrones Season 8 happened, and they went, nope. <laughs> so it's like, Disney is just so gun-shy. To everything, it seems. It's like, you know, the second something comes out from some creators and it gets backlash, they're like, well, Adios. cancel those fucking plans. Because I want to say that the Game of Thrones guy is supposed to be doing, like, the Old Republic. I feel like, yeah, that sounds familiar to me. As a trilogy, or those are the rumors, and that would have been dope as fuck. Absolutely. If those guys weren't writing it. If they were just directing it and sort of overseeing everything, mm-hmm. it's fine. They're bad writers. <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I'm going to say... Ryan Johnson is like, you know, he he wants to, you know, do something different with Star Wars. And it's like, that's all fine and dandy. Not in the mainline movies. Not in the middle of one. Not in the middle of a trilogy that is the eighth movie in a nine-movie saga. Yep. You can't just drop that movie and then go, well, that's for the next guy to figure out. (laughs) I feel like, I, I honestly feel like someone at Disney... Bob Iger or Kathleen Kennedy from Lucasfilm like saw that movie and was probably like, "Well, Ryan, what the hell are we supposed to do with nine? And they go, and he goes, "Well, I don't know. I'm done. So, <laughs> I'm out. See you later. I'm gonna go work on my Star Wars movie." I think maybe they just had some false confidence. Like, I don't even think they talked to JJ about it. It was probably things like, "Well, okay." Well, JJ wasn't supposed to do the third one. It was supposed to be Colin Trevorrow who did the first Jurassic World movie. Oh, that's or, right. Is, Technically, the fourth Jurassic Park movie. But the first Jurassic World. World yes. So, yeah, he was supposed to do it. He was writing it with his partner. And then he made a movie, and it came out and got bad reviews. That wasn't Jurassic World. It was a different movie. It came out and got bad reviews, and then fucking he got shit-canned off of it. They brought in J.J. Abrams. Yeah, they're like, hey, J.J., this is what they did with the last movie. And I can only imagine him sitting there going, what? What the fuck am I supposed to do? Yeah. I don't have a big bad guy. Yeah. You murdered him in the middle of the second movie. I don't have a big bad guy. Kylo Ren is now my big bad guy, but I had, like... I set him up as a sympathetic villain in the first movie. So right. Like- He's supposed to have a redemption arc here. Like, I, I, I have nothing to work with. And so that's when we get to the biggest poor decision of the entire uh, Disney trilogy. 
and that's bringing back Emperor Palpatine, <laughs> which it just causes a world of problems that you need to think about because that motherfucker was dead. There's, there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. He, th he gets thrown down a shaft and gets vaporized, and then the whole fucking thing he's in blows up. There's yes. no way that motherfucker's alive. Yep. You can. That's how desperate you knew he was, where he's like, I need a villain. Who can I take that will be convincing? And he's like, I, I, I gotta go with Palpatine. I, I can't pull somebody from the Expanded Universe. Nobody's gonna know who the hell it is. I gotta pull in Papa Palpatine because yeah. I can't... I've got literally nobody else. Yeah. I can't bring I can't bring back Vader. I uh, we showed off his mask as a little fan service because Anakin's a, a good ghost now. Yeah, and then the shit with Palpatine is just goddamn stupid. Making Rey a Palpatine is such a dumb idea because it does it it reflects nothing on the series. Honestly, those movies maybe would have been better had the second movie set up that she's Palpatine's granddaughter. And then, like, maybe she becomes the evil one and Kylo Ren flips sides for the third See, movie. that's the thing. That's what he was trying to set up in Rise of Skywalker. Because, like, Luke has this one-off line, which is supposed to be way more important than it ends up being, mm. where he says... Where she's meditating on that cliff, right? Mm. And he's telling her to, to, to focus in on that on the dark side of the force from that little pit. Yeah. And he freaks out. He's like, you just jumped right into it. I think the second movie was supposed to play into her struggling with the dark side because she's a Palpatine, right. which would have been awesome. Like, but then even in that movie, they're like, yeah, no, you're a nobody. Yeah. That's the thing. Is like, I don't know what they wanted to do. Like, If you want her to be a Palpatine, which I'm cool with, that would have been fine. Show, show me the struggle that she's going to have dealing with the dark side of the Force because of her bloodline. And all we, and all we get is one scene where she fights a fake ghost version of herself. Yeah, which is just a copy of the fucking cave from Dagobah. Right. Correct. <laughs> Correct. J.J. Abrams doesn't have a single original bone in his body. Like, we gotta... God damn it, man. Honestly, like, J.J. Abrams is a good director. A bad writer. So once again, he should just direct things. Because he's got a good visual eye. Yeah. And by that, I mean he just copies all the filmmakers he likes. Which is fine. A lot of directors do that. Sure. But... He can't write to save his fucking life. Especially not ending things. He cannot end a fucking thing to save his life. And so ending a trilogy where the second movie left him with really nothing to work with and then coming up with what he came up with. I mean, Godspeed, man. You did better than I probably would have done. But like, Right. Honestly, I don't know what I would have done with a third Star Wars movie after what was left to me by Ryan Johnson. Yeah. I maybe would have focused on making a new Jedi Academy. Like, I don't fucking know. Because <laughs> that's what he sets up at the end of that movie, is that a kid with a, can move a broom with his mind. Like, yeah. that's really the only thread we're left with. Is that, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's like, oh yeah, the, the Force is still ever-present, the Jedi aren't dead. And it's like, well, yeah, but if you go by that logic, the Jedi were never dead, because there's always going to be a kid on some planet out of nowhere moving brooms with his mind. Like, right, yeah. The whole purpose of the Jedi Order was to find those little shits. <laughs> like, right. And that's the thing, too, is I'm so sick of... So Actually, no, I probably wouldn't have done that because I'm sick of stories that's about starting a new Jedi Academy. It's like, you know, we had video games that were about starting a new Jedi Academy with Kyle Katarn, and yep. fucking we had uh, Luke tried to do it and then tried to kill his nephew, <laughs> and then... And then uh, fucking Jedi Fallen Order is all about it. And then at the end, Cal Kestis goes, actually, no, this is a bad idea because then they're just going to come and kill these kids. So we should just let them stay in obscurity. It's just like my, my, one of my worst feelings about that last movie 
is that him explaining that he almost killed his nephew because of what happened to the Jedi Order. This is Luke Skywalker. The man who didn't give up on Darth Vader. Probably the second or first most evil person in the galaxy. He was known as the Iron Fist of the of the Republic of the, the Empire. The 501st was Vader's fist. <laughs> the Oscar Schindler to Palpatine's Hitler. Like you didn't give up on that guy. Yeah. Because he was family. Yes, your nephew murdered a bunch of kids. Yes, that's awful. His nephew didn't murder a bunch of kids, though. Didn't, didn't he kill all the... No, he didn't do anything. He just knew that he was talking to Snoke or whatever. I thought he killed all the... the... Snoke was, like, mind-melding with him, and then... No, he killed them afterwards, after Luke Skywalker tried to attack him. Is that how that happened? Yeah, because he pulls down the whole academy on top of him. That's even worse! Yeah! All he knew was that his nephew maybe was moving towards the dark side, which is the same thing that happened with Rey. And then he was like, well, not doing this Jedi training anymore, bitch. Get out of here. I was... How the hell... How do you write Luke Skywalker in a position that he does that? It is the only character in the trilogy that wouldn't have done that. And then he did it. Yoda would have smoked him. He would have killed mm -hmm. him in his crib as a baby. He almost killed Anakin. He didn't he wanted nothing to do with that kid. He's like, get him out of here. Yeah. Mace Windu was indifferent to the whole thing. He was like, I, I don't really care, but Yoda Mace Windu says kind no. of didn't want him there either. Yeah, he was like, Yoda says no. I think he just trusts what Yoda says. He goes, yeah, no, that kid's probably bad news. Yeah, sorry, he's too old. Yeah. And then, you know what? He ended up being right. <laughs> everyone, like, nobody, everyone sleeps on Yoda's predictions, but he always ended up being right. I, I, I think it all comes down to, really, we should have listened more to Qui-Gon. I think it all comes down to we shouldn't have thrown out the extended universe. Well, that's probably true. Like, if Qui-Gon had been allowed to do what he wanted to do and not die in that first movie, the rest of the, tr the trilogy doesn't happen. The rest of the, the nine movies doesn't happen. Hmm. Anakin doesn't turn. He's, he starts a new path of gray Jedi with, with Qui-Gon. Right? The council probably crumbles because it, they, it can't coexist with a council of gray Jedi. Especially now that there's two of them, one of them being the literal chosen one of the Force. They probably figure out that Palpatine is Sidious. They, they definitely figure out Palpatine is Sidious because Mace Windu already did that. Right. And then he got murdered by Anakin because, you know, he turned because you... That's the thing. I bet if Qui-Gon was around, he wouldn't have let him bang Padme. Padme really is... No, the he would have he let him, but he wouldn't no, have to no, deal with it. No, because Padme... It really comes down to bros before hoes in the end. <laughs> because Padme, it, like, he, he th overthrew the entire Galactic Republic and the Jedi Order just for some pussy. Yes. Because he was afraid of her dying. And well, then he ended up being the one who killed her, which is sort of... It's the irony. It's poetry. It rhymes. Yeah. It's <laughs> the whole... He spent his entire the training under Obi-Wan, right. who is the strictest upholder of the Jedi Code that you're going to meet. True. Up until he goes on his own and he, he has his own struggles with that but even then though like Obi-Wan knows what's going on and just lets it happen it's true by the, by, by the end he kind of gives up he's like I can't stop you from doing it but, but I feel like Qui-Gon he, no, he was no help to Anakin though no Qui-Gon would have been Qui-Gon would have at least because correct me if I'm wrong he had relationships Qui-Gon didn't follow the the, the the Jedi code in that way I don't know I didn't, I didn't get that from the 
from the Phantom Menace. Once again, I'm sure there's extended universe things about Qui Gon Jinn that I've just never. Oh, he's he's like a fan favorite. Everybody loves Qui Gon. Yeah. Mostly because it's Liam Neeson. I think we, I think we just like his lightsaber and his hair. Yeah. <laughs> I think that's really it. Because honestly, he's a little bit of a nothing character if you just go by the movie. If, yeah, if you go by the movies, he's just he's a mentor who dies. I, mean, I feel like you can say that about every character in the Star Wars universe. Is that if you go by the movies, they're really a nothing character. But Obi Wan's nothing unless you go to the cartoons. Like he's old, he's he's the exact same thing as Qui Gon. He's an old man mentor who dies in the first movie to motivate the hero. Well, yeah, if you only stick to the uh, original trilogy, I think the prequels give Obi Wan a little bit more. Character That's true. As the, well. the prequels do give him a little bit more. Yeah, I don't know. I really, I don't know. And honestly, I keep looking over at the time to make sure that we're still good. We're if we have another twelve minutes, we can talk about <laughs> Star Wars. And I really did not. This is not a Halloween spooktacular, folks, because I wanted to talk about VR games at some point, and we couldn't do that either. You want to talk about VR games for the next twelve minutes? <laughs> like, I don't know, because I had more Star Wars points, but maybe we should just come go. back to it another day. Do you want to make two Star Wars episodes? Really? Do you want to? It's going to happen eventually, Brad. <laughs> like, we're going to do another Star Wars episode. It's true. Given the fact that we record the show on Friday and we both probably will watch Mandalorian, it'll get brought up again at some point. Absolutely. So, maybe we just save Star Wars points for another day and just leave it to... Do you want to write them down and make sure you don't forget them? Make sure you're no, because I'll remember them. <laughs> okay. They always float around in my head. <laughs> I'm never far. My brain is just a, a, a well of useless knowledge and me getting mad about Star Wars. Um, VR games yep. are cool. I've gotten way into VR the past couple days for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know what spurred it on. I think it's because my friend bought a headset and so it's got me thinking about headsets again and using them. Um... I've played three VR games this week. So okay. I want to give you something I'm calling the VR Minute that'll be longer than a minute because I'm going to talk about each game individually. <laughs> okay. Um, and I, y y please feel free to ask any questions that you may have. Of course. During it. As somebody with very limited VR experience. First up, we're talking about, I played the demo to a game called Hard Bullet. Okay. Brad, can you guess that they made a VR game where you shoot people? <laughs> Hard Bullet. Is that the, is that the neon... That is not. That is... That's the same name, though. No, it? no, no. It's. I know what you're talking about. It's like a rhythm game, but you shoot things. No. It's called Bullet something. No, the, the one where you're, you're walking around the floor with the, like, the neon 80s aesthetics, and it's all super pixel, and you have like a revolver that you have to pick up the bullets for after you shoot it. No, I have no clue what you're talking about. A heavy Bullet is what I'm talking heavy about. Heavy Bullet. I'm trying to think of... Now you got me... Wait, VR Rhythm Shooter. <laughs> Pistol Whip was the game I was thinking of. Um, Hard Bullet is a bad game. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, it is just a game where you shoot things. Okay. It has barely any options for movement, which is kind of annoying. Mm -hmm. And also... Is it controller or hand? Thing? It's hand. Okay. And basically, all well, all the demo really is is it's like a wave-based mode where you have to like shoot waves of enemies. Okay. But the enemies take so many bullets to kill that it's, And I was getting off what felt like headshots, and it just was not registering as a headshot. The most fun I had in it was when I realized that you could grab the guys and then push them around. Because then I just started bullying them. <laughs> 
I'd like push him to the ground. Then when they try to get up, I'd push him back down. Uh, there was one guy who I fig- I was like, oh, okay, I'll try to grab him and then I'll push him over this rail. And I did that, and that was kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, overall, would not recommend Hard Bullet, but it can be fun for 10 minutes. So maybe download the demo on Steam. Yeah, give it a try. If you want to check it out. Um, I could not see a whole... I mean, I don't know about what the campaign of that is. So who knows? Maybe the campaign's more fun. But at least in the wave-based mode, it was not very fun. But... Like I said, I did have fun for a couple minutes. Second VR game I finally tried out. I finally figured out how to get No Man's Sky working in VR. Oh, yeah, that had been troubling you for a while. Because I have the Game Pass version on, on my PC. Uh, and all I really learned is that I just needed to have the Oculus software open, and then it pops up with an option to open it in VR. <laughs> uh, I'm a fucking moron. Ooh, that troubled you for, like, literally weeks you were trying to get that to work. Well, really, it's weird. So I open it in VR, and then I have the Oculus software open, and then it opens up Steam VR for some reason. And then... So I had, like, three different launchers open at the same time <laughs> trying to play it. Uh, it's very good. Mm-hmm. The initial load makes me a little sick. I'll be honest with well, you. The one where you're you're going through in. the galaxy. Yeah, it kind of makes me sick. And also, it does a weird like visual glitch, where it starts like flickering in and out, and then oh. like if you turn your head, like it renders it like with like a split second after you look in that direction, in the initial load. It's really weird. Once I got into the game and got like sort of moving around, it didn't do that. It ran fine, mm. but. I had to close my eyes in the beginning because I was like, this game is freaking out <laughs> and it's making me feel fucking sick. And also, it doesn't... For a game that has so many tutorials that pop up every 10 seconds, it does not tell you how to play that game in VR. Really? For a good 30 seconds, I didn't know how to get out of the ship. <laughs> I was sitting in the ship and I go, well, how the fuck do I get out of here? Like, um, you know, all this shit, like... So then I figured out that you have to grab the sides. There's two handles on the side on the windows, and you have to push it. So what I assumed was that you'd push it up, because mm-hmm. it seems like your ship would open up that way. But no, you push it forward, and you have to push it forward enough. You can't just push it forward a little bit. Mm-hmm. You have to push it forward, like, fucking forward. And then you just sort of phase out of the ship. <laughs> like you oh. just. Okay. Like you, it just cut. It like it goes black, and then you're just outside of the ship. <laughs> I guess they couldn't figure out a way to make the transition of physically getting out feel natural. Right. Because whenever you move and you're not in control of the motion. Yeah. Because any any VR game where you it kind of takes control away from you, and we'll talk about that a little bit more in a second. Because there's another game I played where it takes control away from you a lot, but it wasn't made for VR, so okay. that's why. But No Man's Sky VR is cool. Mm-hmm. I almost think I would like playing it better with a controller because I, then I would at least understand the controls. I tried it with the touch controllers and just got kind of confused. And also, the joystick sensitivity for flying is ridiculous when it first starts off. Like, literally any little movement, your ship just goes fucking haywire. Really? So, turn down the, the sensitivity for the stick because you can do that. Um, also, too, walking around on planets in that game is very visually impressive. And also, for some reason, too, it doesn't tell you how to get out of dialogue menus. So, like, when I was flying into a planet, I was literally coming into a planet's atmosphere, and then this thing popped up on my Starship communicator and would not stop going off. So I was like, fuck it, I need to answer it. So I had to pull up my wrist and poke my wrist (laughs) to get it to fucking open up the Starship communicator. And the guy was like, would you like to trade? I was like, sure, why not? 
And so then I went into the menu. I went to go trade with him. I sold him some stuff. I accidentally bought like $400,000 worth of Viking daggers <laughs> because I thought I was selling them to him. Like I had them in my inventory, but didn't realize I was buying them. Then I sold them back to him because I didn't want them. I had no use for them and wanted some of my money back. And then I was like, okay, I'm done trading with you. How do I get out of this menu? Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, mind you, I have come into the planet's surface, and I am now just sort of hovering, flying around the planet's surface. <laughs> and I'm like, how the fuck do I get out of this menu? I'm pressing every button I can. I'm moving my hands around. I'm trying to grab things. I just hit my monitor. It's true. <laughs> trying to grab things. Nothing's working. And then eventually, I don't know how I got it to go away, but I did. So, Sean Murray... If someone is playing VR for the first time... Now, mind you, I have 22 hours in the game. Sure. So, obviously, it's not throwing up control, like, shit to me anymore, usually. But you'd think if, like, the game recognizes, hey, it's this person's first time playing VR, pop up the VR controls for me. Yep. So I can at least know what I'm doing. Like, some stuff is self-explanatory. You get into the thing, you grab the thruster thing, you push it forward, that makes your ship go faster. Mm -hmm. You know, you grab the joystick, you know, you in, it's all inverted flight, so you just pull back on the stick, you go up, you push forward on the stick, you go down. It's pretty self-explanatory. I'm not going to lie, hearing your explanation of No Man's Sky in VR makes me really, really excited for the future of VR video games. Only because the way you phrase that, we're like, I am coming to a planet's atmosphere, and this thing kept popping up my, on my communicator. I couldn't get it to shut off. So I had to look at my wrist, pop it up, you know. No. That whole, like, if you picture that in your head... It sounds awesome. It sounds awesome until you realize, I don't know how the fuck to work <laughs> any of this shit. Well, yeah, once we get out of this whole awkward teenage phase of technology. We right. To well, I think it more just comes down to the fact that the game didn't tell me how to do any of this shit. True. I just kind of figured it out by happenstance. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or, like, you know, it's funny, like, the communicator's going off and it's, like, flashing on the dash of the ship. So I assumed, oh, I'll just grab it and I touch something on the dash and that'll pop it up. But no, that's not how it worked. I have this weird fucking lever in between my legs. So I thought, like... Oh, is that how I get out of the ship when I couldn't figure it out? I try to grab it. You can't even grab it. It's just there. It's just visual decoration. Fair enough. So I'm like, this game, give me a VR tutorial if it's my first time, please. That's all I beg of you, Sean Murray. Mm -hmm. Also, fix your rendering because you make me sick when I start the game. Third VR game I played, Brad. Okay. The final one we'll talk about this episode. I download, I finally did it. I did what I've been dreaming of since I was a child. Okay. I downloaded a VR mod for Grand Theft Auto and played Grand Theft Auto 5 in VR. Wow. Okay. How was it? It works surprisingly very well. Wow. I, I genuinely was expecting you to say it didn't work at all. Now, when we talked about it taking control away from me a second mm -hmm. ago, I do kind of get a little tiny, tiny motion sick getting in and out of cars <laughs> because it's just it does the animation for you the way the mod works too with shooting is you aim with your head so instead of using the left stick which you can still use the left stick to change your look around it kind of works a lot like um resident evil 7 did in vr mm -hmm. which resident evil 7 you could still like turn around like normally if you turned off all the vr assistant stuff um but then when you aimed the gun, you basically just aimed with your head. Mm -hmm. And it works good. The weird thing is when you aim down sights, you can't see the actual sight unless you close your left eye because it's in the right eye for some reason is the sight. Really? Yeah, I don't know what that's about. I don't know if that's just some weird growing pains with the mod or not. 
But I wonder if it's, that's intentional. Might be intentional because I would assume it probably would be in your right eye, the thing if you're holding the gun yeah. on your right side like that. But it was interesting to have to look down a fake sight in a video game by closing my real eye mm-hmm. and, and having that sort of work. It was kind of neat. But it, and much in the way of when Grand Theft Auto first went to having a first person mode, and we all thought that feels kind of weird to just go on your rampages in first person. It feels even weirder to do it in VR. I can imagine, yeah. I felt like a fucking monster. <laughs> because you are a monster when you play GTA. Right. There's no sensible human beings playing that game. Well, yeah. Most people play Grand Theft Auto, Brad. Don't, don't cast out stones here. You know, he who live in glass house and all that. Well, let me rephrase. Nobody plays a sensible person in Grand Theft Auto. Right. Plenty of sensible people play it. Every majority of GTA players are just Trevor. (laughs) Yeah. In reality. (laughs) Kind of. They finally made the perfect Grand Theft Auto character that all the players can relate to. Um, But I played, like, one story mission. Try that out. See what that would be like. Wherever I was in the campaign on PC. I don't know. Can't go into online because the game will ban you if you do. Really? Yeah, because it thinks you... It... It picks up any sort of bit of software that isn't their own software. Oh, it knows you're running a mod, but it doesn't care what. It doesn't care what the mod is because it thinks that I'm just adding like money to my account or some shit. Right. So it will just ban me. So I'm not going to do that. I have to remove all the modded files if I want to go to back to online. But that's a story for another day. So I played a mission. It's that mission where you... You played GTA Five campaign? Yeah. It's the mission where you... Uh, come home and your wife's banging the tennis coach. Yep. And um, then you go pull down the house. I did that. And cutscenes are interesting in VR. Because it still cuts between the angles that it's supposed to be in VR. But you can look around the whole scene and realize that the angles that they do hide weird shit. Really? (laughs) Yeah. Like the part at the end where Martin Madraza comes up to your house and beats up Michael and shit like that. Um... When he drives away, the camera will usually cut to, like, a shot of the front of his house where uh, Michael and Franklin are standing talking. But if you turn around and look, Martin Madrazo's car is still there, just floating a little bit above the ground. <laughs> it's, it's, I don't know if that's just a side effect of it having to render everything around me for the cutscene mm-hmm. or what, but it's kind of funny <laughs> to watch. Hey, yo, that's really cool, right? Because they... Yeah. You can you can mess with things that the developers didn't expect you to be able to see or mess with. Right. Because they you do that stuff all the time when you're you're making a game is that you if you have to you know delete a model but you're gonna you're gonna use it later you don't actually delete it you just move it out of sight so it's right. not. Yeah. So I'm curious what else you might see as your. Yeah, I think I might play through the Grand Theft Auto Five campaign again, but in VR. I don't blame you. Because it's neat. It's really it's a really cool mod. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, I recommend it to anybody who has a VR headset. And has Grand Theft Auto V on PC, which is everybody now. Because even if you didn't have it on Steam, it was free on Epic Game Store. So pretty much everybody has it on PC. More or less. And I, I recommend the mod. It's it's neat. It's cool to see GTA V from that perspective. You think if if and when they do a GTA six, you think it's going to come native VR support? I wonder. I wonder if Rockstar would do all that work. I mean, they did all that work with, you know, like... Uh, putting it in first person and all that. So that seems like the next natural progression. I mean, you have like these new next-gen consoles coming out. One of them has VR support. 
they seem to be tied in with PlayStation in some ways. So I could see maybe like GTA 5 on PS5 getting VR support, maybe mm-hmm. maybe being exclusive to that platform, and or maybe it's on PS4 and a PS5 and Steam, because you can still use the PSVR with PS5. Right. So that would be interesting to see. I think it would be kind of neat, and it would also be better because then I don't have to have a bunch of files that I have to then remember all the files I have to delete later when I want to play online. Yeah. I want to see what Red Dead in VR looks like. I feel like that game would make me sick riding a horse. Because you bob up and down a lot. 100%, yeah. And you bob up and down a lot playing, just running in GTA V. Mm-hmm. But also getting into a car accident felt terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> I will say that. I, cra- I, like, I was driving and then some dude pulled out in front of me and I was like, oh my god. <laughs> I just got no car accident. <laughs> I need to get out and get his information. <laughs> <laughs> It was weird, but it's it's very fucking cool. I'm I like it a lot, and that's Jacob's VR minute. That was more than a minute. Any questions for me, Brad, on on virtual reality? Uh, no, no. It makes me excited to want to try it. Uh, I still am, I'm hesitating on buying a headset just because it's an. Ex- I just got to a point where I don't have to spend any money right now. I've bought everything I need to buy except for a couple of Christmas gifts left that I have to purchase. And then I'm in save mode, so I don't want to spend any more money. Well, you could spend $300 and just get a Quest 2. I'm not going to half-ass it, man. If I'm going to get a VR headset, I'm going to get a VR headset. Listen, don't don't throw stones at us Oculus owners. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, you and your ivory tower with what will probably be an index. Oh, man. If if I can swing it and it makes financial sense, damn straight oh, I'm getting it. Buying index. an index makes zero financial sense. <laughs> It makes no sense spatially either. No, it doesn't. You don't have the space for it. That's why an Oculus headset may be the way to go for you. Maybe. Maybe. My brother had one, so it's... I'm I'm familiar with Oculus more than anything, but... Mm. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. I would like to do an index only because the technology excites me more. The whole room... uh, You can do room scale with... With Oculus? With Oculus. Because technically... All the tracking is done by the headset itself. Right, and it, but it doesn't use Lighthouse. It only uses the headset. It only uses the headset. So basically, it's like wherever you are in relation to... To the things it's seeing. To the thing it's seeing. Or just to where you are in the game, and then you can move around. It really sort of... You're just limited by how much space you have, really. Yeah. I feel like. I feel like if I... Honestly, one of these days, I just want to get that fucking couch out of here. Because <laughs> playing Beat Saber is just a game of, am I going to punch my couch, or am I going to punch my TV? Yeah. So one of them's gonna hurt and be very expensive. One is just gonna be annoying. All right. So yeah, I eventually want to have the room to just be able to just T pose in VR and not almost punch something, yeah. or or where I can T pose out and I go, okay, I'm not almost about to hit my TV, or I'm not almost about to hit the couch. Like the other day, I was playing. I was showing my friend because he bought a VR headset and was waiting for it to come in from Best Buy. He got a Quest too with the link cable and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's mostly going to use it for PC VR. Like, he doesn't care about having the Quest. But they discontinued the Rift S. So Did they really? Yeah. How did I miss that? They don't have a PC desktop VR headset anymore. They're all Quest. Wow, okay. Yeah, Facebook really pivoted. Um, which I guess makes sense, because you can still just use the Quest as a VR headset. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like for a PC, if you want, and also you get the added benefit of having it be portable. But I was showing him like some games in VR, and I fucking hit my head on my desk trying to pick something up in a video game. 
I think it was actually when I was playing Hard Bullet and I tried to pick up a gun off the ground. I hit the top of my head on my fucking desk. So I just want room more than anything to play VR now. And I wish I could just get rid of this couch, but I need it to play video games on my television, which I don't even do that much anymore. Still a good thing to have. Yeah. If you liked the Halloween spooktacular... <laughs> Not even a goodbye, just right into the spiel. What? No, I mean, the goodbye comes at the end, Brad. Why not? But usually we do like a little wrap-up thing where it's like, all right, Jacob, I think that's the end of the show. Why don't you take us home? Thank you for listening to the complete... <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> you got me all fucked up. Thank you for listening to the Fireside Pub Halloween spooktacular where we talked about Star Wars and VR and nothing scary at all. <laughs> Uh, if you like the show, please uh, rate us highly on your podcast service of choice, whether that be uh, uh, Apple Podcasts or Spotify or whatever it might be. There's a million and one podcast services out there. So pick the one you like and use it and rate us highly on it because it gets us up in lists. Absolutely. As Brad would say, BuzzFeed. <laughs> um, you can follow the show on Twitter at the fireside pub you can email the show the fireside pub at gmail.com you can follow me on twitter at it's griff and brad this week has a bit of news he's got a social media account what the hell is that <laughs> i when i said a bit of news i was i went into ran a with it i went into a british accent and didn't mean to. He has an Instagram account now, folks. So get ready for Hot Boy Brad season. Oh, What's your Instagram, Brad? I don't know. I genuinely don't know. I didn't make the account. Um, I work with a particularly opinionated woman who decided I needed an Instagram account. I would like to point out I've been friends with Brad for over a decade, and I can't get him to do anything. <laughs> but I think that might just be because I don't have a vagina. That's part of it, and part of it is I don't see you every single day for six hours a day because I work with this woman six to six to ten hours a day. You can follow Brad on Instagram <laughs> at Bradley underscore night 96. Yeah, she, um... Not very creative with the name. She wasn't, no, but she likes my full name, therefore, you know. Yep. So Bradley night 96 on... Or Bradley underscore night 96 on Instagram. Uh, you can follow him there or follow him in the streets, folks. Don't follow me anywhere. Don't, not in the streets, not on social media. Don't follow me. Leave me alone. Follow him, folks. Uh, thank you for listening to the show, and thank you for drinking along with us.